What's going on? This is Matt Mills. Welcome to Delay of Game. I know we're post-finals, but it seems like the NBA just wanted to stay in the forefront. So we're going to go through a few of the updates just to have a real quick episode, just to talk over some things that's been going on. And like I said, we'll also be expanding into other sports. But I wanted to also, before I go any further, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening on something I'm just enjoying doing. I appreciate all of you for your subscribing and liking. And if you do comment, I appreciate that also. I just ask that you continue to listen and to comment. If you hear anything you're interested or anything you don't agree with, please comment. So to go or to continue, we're going to go into a little bit of NBA news that has been going on. Um, The big one or the major one, or maybe we should build up to it. The Jazz have picked a new head coach, Will Hardy, who is a Celtics assistant, which I don't know much about him. But given that that franchise and that coaching staff, the performance that they had this year, I think any coach from that staff, I guess, could be a good addition. And I think the Jazz just needed a change. I think that coach, when he left, needed a change. And we'll talk about it later, but I think that team is going to make some moves for a change. Uh, of course, Kimball Walker was traded to the Pistons, which I'm sure is happy. A lot of the Knicks fans and New York fans are ready for that to happen. It was not working out uh, with the well with the net the Knicks. And I will say, Kimball Walker has been having trouble in general since he left the Charlotte Hornets, in my opinion. So hopefully, he'll be able to recover while with the Pistons. And of course, I think we mentioned last week about Jeremy Grant going to the Blazers. I personally think is a pretty good trade. I don't know if it'll make the impact needed in reference to what Damian Lillard needs, but I do think he is a good player and will be a solid contributor for their team. One of the big news, of course, is Russell Westbrook opt-in to his $47.1 million uh, salary. For this year. And I wanted to save that for last because let's let's be honest, are are we surprised? The fact that this was news, you know, who wouldn't opt in to a forty seven point one million dollar agreement for one year? To take it even further, if he opted out right now, there is no team in the NBA that would have paid him that much. Now, it's not a dig. Russell Westbrook is a great player. But we have to be honest. There is no team currently in the NBA that would have paid him that, in my opinion. He would not have. So, I'm sure he was happy-go-lucky saying calling the Lakers or calling his agent to be like, hey, I'm opting in. This this isn't over. I'm not going anywhere. If Russell Westbrook leaves the Lakers, it will be because of a trade. He is not choosing to walk. He's not walking away from that contract. Any team that trades him is going to have to pay him and probably extend him. The Lakers are in a position where they are stuck with him. They want in, the new coach is going to have to find ways to use him effectively with the rest of the team. He's not going anywhere. So the fact that this was news is hilarious because he's not willingly walking 
anywhere. I saw a funny meme that LeBron James was stressed because Russell Westbrook opted in. Now, I'm sure LeBron James likes Russell Westbrook. I'm sure they get along. I'm sure they had a great relationship, which is why he wanted them to come to the Lakers. But when he saw this news, <laughs> between GM LeBron looking at the cap space that was just taken up and the fact that he might have to play with Russell Westbrook another year, I'm sure was not in his best interest, especially with this news. Um, with John Wall which is someone or a player we haven't heard about because simply him and the Houston Rockets decided it was best he didn't play the, this past season. He still was going to get paid, but they basically told him, don't come play because you're not happy here. You don't want to be here. It's probably best you're not with the team. He is now free. He has now came to a buyout agreement and once he clears waivers, will be signing with the Los Angeles Clippers. The reason this is funny to me is because John Wall has had some struggles in reference to injuries. I will not dispute that. But what I will say, that John Wall, I think, even in this current stage, is a pretty good guard. And will be a great contributing factor to any good team. But in my opinion, that he went to the Clippers, who I think most basketball fans will agree, barring injury, the Clippers are in good in good company. Before we saw Kawhi got hurt, they were in good position. The problem is Kawhi has not been back. Paul George has been injured and when he tried to come back, they were better. But he wasn't. It was a little too late in the season for it to make an impact. Because I think he was injured, came back, and then I believe he tested positive for COVID, which caused him to miss the playing game. So I'm pointing this out that the Clippers, I think, play very well and very competitive with most teams without their two best players. And then you throw in an upgrade at point guard. I think the Clippers, if they can get healthy, will be a very good team this year is what I'm getting at. I think the addition of John Wall, where he might not be the superstar or the star we once thought he was, I think he will be a good player and add additional depth to the Clippers team. So I actually think it was a good pickup, and I don't think it will even cost them that much as a pickup. So in that regard, it couldn't hurt. Um, To discuss a few rumors... I did read that possibly the Utah Jazz are moving on from Mike Conley this offseason. At the time, I thought it was a good pickup. I still think he is a good player. It, it's something just not right with the Jazz. I think it might come to the point of it being blown up because there's even rumors about Gobert getting traded. I think they might be trying to find ways to keep Mitchell and they possibly will blow up the rest of the team. I don't know what's going on over there, but time will tell. And we'll see. Let the chips fall where they may. I know we still got DeAndre Ayton talk. Where is he going to end up? What's going to happen with him? Will he be re-signed? Will he be... Will they let him walk? Will there be a signing trade? We don't know. But we do know that Kyrie Irving opted in to his deal. 
$36.9 million he opted in for next season. Now, I do know and I have been reading that I think there has been some trade talks. But I will say something that I did read that I thought was interesting. That I know they've been discussing short-term deals. Which I'm sure is something Kyrie did not want. A short-term max deal that's only two years. And here's the key that I think the Nets were smart about. And I will point this out that this is, without delay, this is the main point of this show, is to discuss this. They provided incentives based on the number of games that Kyrie Irving would play in. Fair enough. Because the elephant in the room is we don't know what we're dealing with. And this is not a shot at Kyrie Irving because I personally think you're welcome to make whatever decision you desire. If you desire not to take the vaccine, you should not be penalized for your decision. However, if you're going to take that stand, you should be aware of the consequences of your decision. We also saw Kyrie previously take a leave from the team, which is fair. Things do happen. But if you're not going to work, how can you get mad about not getting paid? I had the same argument about Ben Simmons when he wanted to sue the Sixers. You decided you didn't want to work. Why are you mad that they don't want to pay you for something you're not doing? We're having the same thing with Kyrie. I don't blame them for not wanting to sign Kyrie to a full-term max deal. You do not know what you're getting. You have no clue if you're going to get your money's worth because at any point in time, he can choose not to play. Sorry. So I understand how business works on Brooklyn's side, at least from that regard, that it can go either way. The same way I can get the Kyrie wants his max contract. It's very fair. But I would hope at some point in his head, and from what I'm reading, I guess he had no problem with the incentive. But he should understand their position that we're not going to keep paying you if you're not going to play. Simple as that. Um... I get Kevin Durant trying to defend his friend, take his friend's side, not wanting to be there if Kyrie's not there. This is not a normal instance of a team dismissing a player. Your friend, who many have tagged as the reason you went to Brooklyn, is inconsistent on when he plays. There's been large rumors that that's the reason James Harden wanted out. Because of this whole situation. I don't know if, if if I'm Kevin Durant taking that stance. That if he goes, I go. When I'm sure if he played what he was paid to play. As his job. They would have no problem with him. So I just think there should be a different level of accountability. In the sense of, hey, this these are the stances you were taking as a person. But in any other job, if you don't come to work, you're not getting paid. 
Sure, there's PTO and there's leave. But for you just to decide that your decision is going to prevent you from playing some of or working some of your job. I think that's something you have to consider going forward with an employee. I don't know why that's so abnormal that Brooklyn had hesitancy about re-signing him to a long-term deal. I didn't get it. But he opted in. And we'll see. There's a chance he still could be traded. But at the moment, they're all happy. I, I hope they make it work. They still got Ben Simmons because who knows if he's going to play. They say he should be ready by the beginning of the season. For his sake, I hope he is able to get back on the court and get back to playing the game. Very stress-free. Hopefully, he won't have as much pressure being on that team and he can just get back to playing a game that he dedicated his life to. But I think the Nets have some of the largest variables because anything could happen between now and when the season starts. I We legit could be looking at this Nets team and it'd be completely different in three months. KD could be gone. Kyrie could be gone. Ben Simmons could arrange a buyout. And we see a Nets team that has none of his stars and has traded away all their draft picks. So they have no future at all. And I think the reason I bring this up, because I, I think Brooklyn was getting a lot of heat for their decision making. But even bigger than that, is it really worth going all in on superstars like a lot of teams have been? Because we've seen it happen and it not work. We've seen the Lakers do with Anthony Davis, and I guess it worked that one year. We've seen the Nets do it. We've we've seen some teams, we've seen the Celtics do it, I mean, a couple times. When they tried to get Kyrie, I think they thought that was going to put him over the top. And I also think when they got Kemba Walker, who's not a superstar, he's, I guess at the time we thought he was a star, they probably thought that put them over the hump too. You know, we, we look at teams leveraging their futures. I mean, the Clippers did the same thing with... with with Kawhi Leonard, and they haven't won anything. But yet, we look at some of the teams that have made smart moves. I mean, we can look at the Heat. We can look at those Milwaukee teams. I mean, you say Drew Holiday wasn't a big deal when they made that move years ago. You know what I mean? It got him a championship. Is there a strategic way to acquire good players, borderline stars? To actually create a team versus leveraging your future for a superstar that might not amount to anything. And many people will say, I'd rather have a superstar than, than build for the future. You sure about that? There are some superstars that are worth it, but are you sure that that risk is always worth taking? Is what I'm posing. So I feel sorry for the Brooklyn Nets because they're in a rough situation. 
Especially if Kevin Durant's threatening to go. They lose if they lose Kyrie, they lose Kevin. Which means their their team is in shambles for years to come. They have no choice but to keep Kyrie. And hope they can figure something out between their new big three. So time will tell. Like I said, we'll be getting into other subjects. Shout out to the Philadelphia Phillies that, you know, since they've got their interim coach, they've been doing pretty well. And I've actually been watching a little baseball. They've been doing pretty well. So hopefully they can keep it up. Hopefully they can put some wins together. I'm sorry about Bryce Harper getting hurt. I hope he'll make a good recovery and won't be out too long. But until next time, thank you for your support. Thank you for checking this out. If you have any thoughts, please leave the comments down below. If you like the video, please like. If you do like the content, please subscribe. And until next time, I hope you have a good day. Have a good week. Find a way to enjoy your weekend, and I'll talk to you next week.